0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Very good morning, Jay Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Shri Guru Cheritra Parayan. Wishing you all a very happy independence day. Om Shi Guru Byo Namahom Shi Ganeshaya, Namahom Shi Sasvataya Namahom Shi Guru Datre, Namahom Shi Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvaraha Guru Sakshak Parabrahma Dasma Shri Guru Vayna Shri Guru Cheritri Parayan. Let us continue from where we stopped, which is, we will be starting a new chapter, chapter 12 and that is about Narahari taking to sannyasa. So, yesterday we did the um, the incarnation or the birth of Narasimha Saraswati. So, we will continue from where we stopped yesterday, where Narahari is now wanting to take sannyasa and leave his home. Let us understand what is his parents say and how he is going to evolve on this path of spirituality. In this chapter, Narahari, Amba's son, gives spiritual instruction to his mother. He blesses her that she would have two more sons within a year and one more son and daughter later. After the birth of the two sons, twins, Narahari leaves home for Kashi. He was hardly nine years old at that time. At Kashi, he took initiation into Samya Sashrama from Krishna Saraswati and took the name of Narasimha Saraswati. After that, he went to Badrikashrama and visited many holy places. Sita Yogi continued the narration. Narahari explained to his mother the higher philosophy of life. She had tried to tell him earlier that one should not skip the responsibilities of the household. One should pass through the prescribed stages of life in sequential order. The ashrama dharmas. After vrhastha only, which mellows man, his senses having been appeased, should one take to vanaprastha ashram or sanyasa. And not before that. Narahari revealed to his mother that he was not a normal mortal being who has to necessarily go through all the stages of life. Everyone has his own adhikara means authority or uh, the decision making capability and one has to decide for himself his course of life using his discrimination properly oh my god let us understand what is narahari saying to his mother he is teaching her the higher philosophy of life but what is his mother say she is like any other ordinary mortal And she's saying that every human being has to go through the various stages of life. But for a divine being, you don't have to go through that path. See, in the material world, everybody believes that you have to, you know, um, once um, once you're a teenager, then you go and do your education, then you do your higher education, then you take up a job, then you're supporting your family. Once you're settled down, then you get married. Then once you get married, then you have children. And once you have children, then you have to forever fend for them and for your family, then you have to take care of them. And then you slog, 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 slog. Then your existence, your focus for yourself is not there. You're not the priority anymore. Everybody else becomes a priority in your life. And then what happens? Then the children's education, then you need to do all the needful, then sickness comes in, then you have old parents, you have to take care of them, relatives, family, friends, acquaintance. Oh my God, your life is completely lost. And you know what? You've carried away. You've literally gotten carried away by all the material worldly desires. Continuously trying to fulfill, not just your desire doesn't exist anymore. You're trying to fulfill your family's desires. Everybody around you dictates terms and conditions to you. And what is Narahari saying here? What is Nasim Saraswati saying here? He's saying here, everybody has an adhikara. Means you have the right to decide what you want to do in your life. There is no parents who can dictate terms that you have to get married, you have to do this. You know, see, the reason why the story is mentioned, not just in Guru charitra every scripture, even Adi Shankaracharya, even his mother did not allow him to go through, then he had to create a Maya and where she, he then forcibly makes her to give that permission. See, the divine beings work like this. Nobody can bind the divine being. It's not just the divine being. This is to say that every individual, you and I, have the right to live and take a decision of what we want to do in our life or what we want to become. Somebody wants to get married, somebody wants to go on the path of spiritual, somebody wants to do something. You have the Adhikara. That is what he here he, Narahari is telling his mother. Everybody has the right to decide. But please remember, uh, most important, there are two aspects to it. Let me come to the first aspect. Yes, you can take a decision and say this is what I want to do. The choice of wanting to get married or not married. I'm going to give, I think I have explained my own story to you many a time when we were we were doing Saisap to Parayan. But I'll tell you once again, see there was a point in time in my life where I also, like every other person here, wanted to get married. And I had dreamt about all sweet things, you know. The, my I was wearing pink color glasses for many years of my life until... I met my Guruji when my Krishna Guruji found me and then I started studying about adhyatmic truth, the spiritual, real spirituality when he started teaching me from Bhagavad Gita. Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why am I existing in this human in, you know, human form. Why have I taken this human birth? When I started learning, little, little understanding dawned, then I made a firm resolve within myself that I don't want to get married because I am married to Lord Shri Krishna himself. So where is the question of me wanting to marry somebody in in this human existence? I have a, you know, my to be very honest, like the way I feel, oh, my husband is Lord Almighty. Why, why do I want a mere mortal A human being to be my husband so this this desire of marriage literally vanished from my life but for the material worldly people that was a shock because the societal pressures the the family the relatives everybody in the society could not accept this decision of mine initially they felt it is absurd why why how can you call yourself saying you're the wife of lord shri krishna and you're married to him? What is this nonsense? Like I know people telling me, you know, if you don't try to go say this outside, you know, when someone listens to you, they'll think you're gone. You become insane. You become mental. This was the kind of responses people gave me. But it is their ignorance, not mine. So you think I'm going to get carried away to what they are saying and I'm going to be pressurized, afraid. You know, one thing that I had learned, which my Krishna Guruji taught to me, he imparted the most beautiful knowledge from Bhagavad Gita is, you have to become fearless you have the right to decide what you want to do in this world even it means if you if you want to go in the gutters that is also your choice you have to take responsibility and ownership of your own life see my guruji will always point to everybody what is right and what is wrong he always gives choice to everybody but with the knowledge with the power of the knowledge and the discrimination ability you need to make the right choice again whatever the choice that you take rests within you an example to one of my guruji's disciple it was very nicely explained it was put look marriage means you are going to face all these consequences but the disciple's decision is that he wants to get married but my Guruji will never say don't get married to date. He has not discouraged anybody from getting married or to anyone. He'll always say what are the challenges that will come about. Are you ready to face those things? And if you're ready, please get into it. And then tomorrow don't blame God that oh you didn't want me, you didn't tell me. You cannot blame God and don't even tell God has put you in that position or God has made you to get married. I am sorry. Here, what is Narahari also telling? He's saying, No, my I am a spiritual being, I am not a mere mortal. My Swadharma is completely different. Nobody can bind me. Similarly, my Krishna Guruji also teaches he teaches and imparts and guides everybody on the path. But you know what? He will never stop anybody wanting to fulfill their desire the desire to get married the desire to get a job the desire to go abroad the desire to do so many things in this world he he fulfills everybody's desire look in 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 the in even in guru charitra in the earlier chapter or in sai baba sat baba says those who come to me my disciples my devotees and everybody whatever they desire whatever they seek i fulfill them but those who come to me with the, with a the desire to evolve on the path of spirituality i am very much eagerly waiting for such disciples and devotees so remember the great masters will not say that you should not do something, but he'll always show you the downside of everything. He'll say, he see, everything has an upside to it and a downside to it. He's always going to say what are the pluses in that, what are the negative, you know, minuses in that. So the choice is for you to make and also when you make whatever choice that you make, you need to abide by that. And understanding the pitfalls, you need to be careful. You just need to be cautious how you tread, uh, you know, tread that path, tread that path and live your life. So nobody can, you know, live that life for you. It's your choice. Again, like I keep giving this example, Lord Shri Krishna gave Arjuna and Duryodhana equally the choice to ask from him whatever they want. Duryodhana chose Lord Shri Krishna's army whereas Arjuna wanted the Lord himself so this is the choice that you have to make so in my case I took the choice see people think that in my destiny marriage was not there There, yeah marriage was written whatever was written but my choice that I took is I have been married the destiny is still happened but I am married to the divine so I am not physically interested in getting married to someone and on the contrary this, this I had this experience literally which I will be writing about it and in that I have experienced it, it literally happened in a very beautiful place. In a very nice temple. Where I had I had done some prayers. Saying that I want to marry. I am going to come here with my husband. I want to be here. Not knowing that the, one, the Lord himself is my husband. That is what I was saying. I just didn't know that. I didn't have the understanding. But that experience came to me. And when I know that I am married the divine. Why do I need to get married in the mortal world? You think destiny was not there for me? Every body has the destiny. See this body comes with its own prarabdha karma. The destiny was very much what's written that I have to get married and the marriage is there. But what did I choose? I chose, yes, marriage. But with whom? With Lord Shri Krishna. Then there is no binding. There is no physical you know, bondage in the material world. And then, you know what? That freed me from having Children. Uh, You know, getting into mother-in-law, father-in-law, parents, relatives, you you name it. Nothing. But today, this universe is entire universe is my children. I can take care. I can serve them. That is, I have such a big... Opportunity, such such a huge family. Vasudev Kutumbam is my family. That is what it is. The beauty is how do you look at a different perspective to it. But t- today the world cannot understand this because they are only they are ignorant beings. They can only look at their own life. And people think getting married means it's a pleasure. Oh, you have to get married, son. You need to get married. I have to see my son getting married and going into the gutters. That is what every parent wants. They have themselves lived a miserable life and they are so ready to push their own children into that gutter. I don't understand the logic. Why would you are mis why would you want to ruin your children's life? Let them live what they want to. And people think they can possess your life, they can own your life. You are their possession just because you have given birth to this, uh, word, you know, your children who you think is who you think are yours. They don't belong to you the divine has just chosen you as an instrument please remember just by narsim saraswati taking birth in in whosoever whom he blesses them it's a it's a wish he is fulfilled can you believe this entire family becomes danya? Danya means you're blessed i don't know it's a very deeper meaning means your life to eternity is they say you know it's it's done i don't have to achieve any more thing when the lord himself has you know in man is incarnated, has born in my family, what more do you need? That is the profound truth. But can you believe the mother is obsessed? Oh, my son, my son, I own, I possess. You need to do exactly what I'm asking you to do. And you know what in this, I've seen so many people go through this nonsensical thing. And if you do not fulfill the parents' desire, then, then starts emotional batman. Oh, I will commit suicide, I will do this, I will drink poison, otherwise... You know, I will die. Choose between Lord Shri Krishna and myself. This is These are the terms and conditions that comes about. Never dither. Don't get carried away. Those are all maya. See, why this is being taught is because for you to understand on every, when you have to break out, from the material-worldly bondage, these tests are inevitable. You know why? This is called Maya. But do you have the power of discrimination? Do you have faith in your Guru? Do you have faith in your God? Is what is being tested. And when you have that faith and when you break the cord, that mortal cord and walk out, have redeemed yourself but then starts a different life altogether that's a different journey that's a different path and there is lot more challenges to evolve spiritu- in spiritual world because becoming spiritually perfect is not so easy see you are completely going out of all the material worldly norms and spiritual world is far difficult than living in a material world this is the supreme truth which you need to understand. It's very easy to get carried away, it's very easy to get lost in the material world. And everybody will then accept you. But when you, you know, go against that norm, everybody is going to look at you and you're like some villain in their life. You have done some you have done a big crime. It's a it's a crime that is punishable according to them. On the contrary, what they don't understand is you have done the greatest good for them. For the everybody who is associated with that body, seven generations upwards and seven generations downwards, you have redeemed them. They don't understand this truth. Every person associated to those who are on the path of spirituality, who have a real master with them, are literally uh, blessed beyond my any words can describe. I don't even know how to explain adequately how blessed people associated with you are. They just don't understand. You know, that is the greatness that you have earned. uh, That is the merit you have earned for them. And that is the greatest thing, the greatest good that you have done to yourself and to the world. But again, the the next life, the the path that you have chosen, that is a different journey altogether. Like I said, if I go into that, I can't even finish even one para of yours. So I'm not going to go deeper in that. But we will learn all about it as we evolve. So most important, understand nobody possesses anybody. Everybody... You know, everyone in this universe are the children of God alone. You are God's child. You know, he is the father, he is the mother, he is everything. He has already programmed your life. He has defined everything perfectly, the way the things have to happen. But please remember, the reason why they say, you know, the choice is always in your hand is because you will have to take the decision for yourself nobody else is going to decide and if you let somebody else decide then destiny is going to play a big part and then don't blame god at all god is not responsible god always says he teaches he imparts that knowledge in the form of a guru why guru is important you will also learn because in this nasim saraswati's guru is mentioned can you believe that's the next story we will come to it is very 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 profound so most important when your guru is telling don't do something do this if you go against that mark my words destiny will take over and you don't know what kind of uh, karma you are going to get into and not just that maya will overtake you will be you will get entangled in the you know in that bondage and in maya the meshes of maya you don't want to get into that so always listen to the words of your guru if he says don't do it please obey him he, why? Because he knows your past, he knows your present, he knows your future. He know what is going to come about, which you are not aware. You think you are you're, you're taking life as a very playful thing, not being serious about what is going to happen. Sometimes people just walk blindly in that fire, thinking that just make a decision in the, without even understanding the biggest decision of their life to getting married, just like that. Like walking, it's like a child's play. They think life is a child's play. They don't understand the implications of the decision that they take. So, be wise when you decide anything. It is extremely important. That is why here Narasimha Saraswati has said, everyone has his own adhikara. And But my Krishna Guruji will always say one thing. See, adhikara means the choice, you have the right to choose how you want to live your life. Okay. And that time he has also told me, even after telling that person, Whatever the decision you are taking is wrong, and still that person is going into, you know, taking that decision, then we cannot get, enter, we cannot enter into the karma of that person. Then the karma rests with that person alone. So my Krishna Guruji will say, do not get into anybody's karma. Our job, our duty is only to warn. Them. Just tell them what are the pitfalls. But we are not going to enter into, get into anybody's karma, because then we will get entangled with them. We will get bound with them. So we are not here to change. We are not here to, you know, mess with anybody's karma. Yeah, you have to do good, but you just have to tell them once, twice, thrice. Even after that, the person wants to go do the same thing. That is their choice, not our our choice. So, always listen to your guru. He's giving you the right advice. He is telling you the right things. Don't use your mind. When you use your mind, you are going to go into the gutters. Please remember this. So, coming back. Narahari revealed to his mother that he has not he was not a normal mortal being who has to necessarily go through all the stages of life yes the divine beings don't have to go through the stages of life they have come for a purpose what is the purpose to establish faith to establish the faith back in the divine to to establish dharma to put people on their spiritual path to you know help the right, uh, all the righteous people You know, to remove them from their miseries, from their sufferings. To remove the adharma, to remove the demonic uh, nature of the people. There are a lot of things these gurus come and do. They establish the divinity back in this world. Because you know why? Uh, with lot of adharma happening, the divinity doesn't exist and people because start becoming an atheist. They are not even following God. There is no goodness there. There is no love there. So these teachings have to be imparted over and over and over again so that we don't lose our values, our tradition, our moral, our moral conduct, everything. We have to follow the Vedas and Shastras. There is a reason why we have been You know, all our Vedas and Shastas has been written for a purpose. But a man just goes off as strain and does however, whatever he feels like. And the worst part is, God becomes a commercial entity. People only use God to make money. Why? Because they want to use God to, um, you know, cause fear in you. Oh, if you don't do this, puja, if you don't do this, then there's something bad going to happen in your life. Then the rituals are used only to money making. That's wrong. That is not right. So, these great divine beings come to save their disciples and devotees and show them that path, guide them in their spiritual process, spiritual progress, spiritual being. They help them to evolve on the path of spirituality and they come for a greater cause and greater good. You know, that that is their goal. They are not here to just become one son or a husband or something to just a few people in this world. No they are the they are this entire universe we are all part of this vasudev kutumbam we become part of their lineage the moment the guru initiates you then you become officially you know part of that guru you become the guru putra or a guru putri means you are the child of the guru you are a son or a daughter of the guru that is who you become the guru's family is your family and who's guru's family this entire universe that is vasudev kutumbam so Everyone has his own adhikara and one has to decide for himself his course of life using his discrimination properly. God has given you the intelligence. So you have to use the discrimination properly and wisely. When you have the Guru all the more, he knows you are a duffer, sorry to say this, means you are an ignorant being who doesn't understand. So, who's using your mind? So, with the mind, you can't. Your mind is always going to take wrong decisions. So, the Guru is there to guide you, to teach you, to show you that path. So, listen to your Guruji. Please, those who have the real master's grace, the real master with them, listen to him. Don't ever go against him. Please remember this. He continued with his observations, saying, Life is like a bubble. Death might knock at any time and snatches away. Every moment of human life is precious and is the God-gifted opportunity for man to, re- to regenerate himself spiritually and speed up to the blessed state of self-realization. Oh my God! I think I can forever explain all this, but I'm not going to. But let me reread this important, you know, lesson. What here, Narahari is sharing this to his mother. He continued with his observations, sayings. Life is like a bubble; it comes, it goes. Birth, death, birth, death. Death might knock us any time and snatches away. Every moment of human life is precious and is the God-gifted opportunity for man to regenerate himself spiritually. Why do we have a human birth? Because only through human birth can you attain God realization not through any other any in any other form so having this human birth is the greatest opportunity see in sai sacharitra also we have done chapter 8 where the purpose of human birth baba has explained at length and breadth likewise in bhagavad gita uddhav gita every scripture talks about why do we have a human birth and what is the purpose it is important for you to understand this lesson and go about then you have to make the decision what do you are seeking are you want to do you want to go, sorry, are you seeking spiritual being or do you want to become a worldly person and enjoy the material worldly existence? The choice is in your hand. So you decide what you want. Nobody else can make that choice for you. But here, Narasimha Saraswati is giving that understanding why we have this human body. So, human life is precious and is the the God-gifted opportunity for man to regenerate himself spiritually and speed up, speed up. He's saying, you have to speed up the progress to the blessed state of self-realization. Then, nothing will impact you. Oh, we are always constantly, somebody said something to us, something is happening, we don't have money, some problem, disease. Oh my God, it's it's like, it feels like, what am I doing here? Where am I? I don't understand. Why do I need to suffer all these things? sometimes i my father is ill my mother is sick i have a son who is sick i need to take care my husband is there oh my god what a life is it what are you living is that your life have you ever asked is this my life why am i living this life please ask this question and when you when you understand the futility of this world then you will not you'll chuck everything and only focus on your spiritual being but that has to come from your innermost being you can't just get lost in you know uh, becoming a martyr or it's like you've already gotten used to it um, You're used to living that sick life of yours and you've accepted it. So when you've accepted it, it doesn't you, you become numb to that It doesn't matter to you anymore. Oh, this is all my life is I have to live whether I like it or not Then I'll just go with that. What am I to do? You know this Defeaters attitude, a defeatist attitude. You can't have that. Wake up. It's a wake-up call. So wake up and evolve. Go ahead on the path of spiritual. Seek that which is going to give you a redemption from this material worldly existence. Realize that God within you and understand the truth about this human birth. In the earlier yugas, man's life was long. The stages of life prescribed by the shastras were all right for them. But in the Kali yuga, men have only a short span of life and do not have the longevity of the earlier yugas. If one goes through life slowly without taking to the pursuit of higher purposes of life and if his life is cut short early, isn't this birth futile exactly? So we don't know when the death can knock us. That's exactly what Narada is saying. And if you're going to take our sweet own time, you know, in trying to achieve our spiritual will, then what happens? Suddenly you might die one day. And that's even more dangerous because this morning, my Krishna Guruji gave a very profound lesson from Bhagavad Gita. In that, Lord Sri Krishna is saying, what happens to you if you are if you're attached in this material worldly possessions? You are constantly thinking about my son, my property, what happens to my property? Who is going to take care of my wife, my husband when I die? You know, your mind is only constantly attached in all of these objects. Then what happens? You are going to be born as something else in the next life which is associated with those attachments of yours. So you are sanctioning yourself the next birth. Instead of attaining God, you are attaining You're coming back, you're you're sanctioning yourself another birth. It could be, it's not necessarily you're guaranteeing yourself a human birth, but you're guaranteeing yourself some creature. You could become a ghost, you don't know what you can become. Because of your attachments and possessions, you need to become detached. That is why we say, chant the name of the Lord, Hari, ceaselessly. Only that name should be, you know, always, the, the lip should be chanting that name. Or in your heart, in your mind, constantly chant that name. That is why it is important. To always keep doing, you know, chanting the Guru mantra within yourself. Even when your mind is talking too much, it doesn't matter. Keep chanting the name of the Divine. Even when the death strikes, just that name, you will attain that Lord. That is what is important. So, how does this happen? This happens by practice. And if you don't practice, oh, you are lost in the lotus feet of your girlfriend, boyfriend, wife. That is what happens. Then that is the lotus feet you will attain, not the lotus feet of the Lord Hari. So, whose name should you chant? You have to chant the name of Lord Shri Krishna, Lord Hari. Chant his Hari bol. Why is Hari bol so important? People don't understand the truth behind why you have to keep chanting. Then you will attain. There was a very beautiful story which my Krishna Guruji uh, explained. How this this father um, had a son named Narayana. So at this deathbed, he is trying to call his son Narayana. But since he used, the, he used the word, who he called, he, he called Lord Hari's name, Narayana, he attained the Lord Hari. How beautiful it is, even by mistake. So, that's why we are saying you have to take the name of the Lord. What use is it about being attached to some useless son of yours, daughter of yours, grandchildren of yours? They are not going to do anything to you. Why bother? Why this attachment? Why this expectation? Why this possession? You you don't possess anything. You don't own anything. See, you are only an instrument in the hands of the Divine Lord. Serve His purpose and redeem yourself. Attain the God-realization. Attain the bhakti for Lord Shri Krishna, your Guruji. That itself will redeem your entire life. You don't need anything else, let me tell you. Isn't this one life miserable? Can you believe there are people I've seen who are married for 47, 48 years. Oh my God. Living with the same person, going through the same thing day in and day out. And yet you still feel your husband is some God Almighty. I can't believe that. Or you know what happens? You become helpless beyond a point. And then you just wait for that moment when you die. But still, there is some desires, that expectation. So what happens to your life? You are living in that bitterness, the bitterness. And then what happens because of the bitterness? You draw so many sicknesses to you. And then you have to always, you know, your your life is run because of your medicines. The medical, the medicines are, ex, you know, giving you an extension of that life. Why is this misery? Why can't you just break free out of that and forget about you? But still you think, oh, your daughter or your son, if they evolve on the path of spiritual, they are doing the biggest crime on this planet Earth. Oh my God, a crime. And then you will blame the Guruji whoever they are associated with, if they are a real master. What kind of, I don't understand what kind of people exist. Do they even understand this truth about life? I wish little bit of knowledge goes to these people. I wish, oh, I can only pray to the divine Lord. But you know what Lord Shri Krishna says? He says, this knowledge is not to be imparted to those who have doubt in the divine, to those who don't believe in him and and to those who don't have faith in him, unfortunately. So which means what? Only a select few can get this knowledge. And those who are listening to the satsang and if you have the privilege of that grace and if you have the grace to listen to this satsang, please follow this. Please understand the truth what Lord, you know, Tathatre uh, is talking in the form of Narsim Saraswati here. He's saying, please don't waste your life. Don't ruin your, this God-given opportunity of attaining your spiritual need. So if one goes through life slowly without taking to the pursuit of higher purposes of life and if his life is cut short early, isn't it this birth futile? One should cultivate vairagya towards worldly pleasures from early stages of life. Vairagya. You have to have a, an attitude of renunciate. You have to renounce everything. And Vairage is like completely giving up, detached. You know, you need to have the detachment right from them. He's like, you need to become averse to this worldly life. Aversion doesn't mean, again, like I like or I don't like. It means you have to be so disgusted with the material worldly life that you understand that everything is, the you will understand the futility of the life where nothing is real. You understand everything in the material world is only transient. Everything that is created will have to be perished sometime. It will get destroyed by itself. That is the law of this universe. So what is real then? What is eternal? The truth. God alone is eternal. So attain that. Seek that. Put your heart and soul in attaining that. That is what you have to achieve. So don't get attached. Don't have passion. Don't have desires. You have to do everything in dispassionately. In having full detachment. And discriminate that. Everything in this world is unreal. God alone is real. But also, <laughs> you have to be able to see God in everything. Because the world is create his own creation. That is what. But you need to understand. Like Lord Shri Krishna says, Though I live in everybody, yet I do not live in everyone. I am not there. Though it is believed God lives in everybody's heart, I am still not there. So it's a very profound truth. We'll, we'll talk about it in some time, in some Sorry, in some other satsang, when we are evolving on on our spiritual learning from Guru Charitra. And that's a very profound truth, what that means. So you but, we have to practice this attitude to see God in everyone. That is the most important thing. And then what happens? One should not fritter away his energies in human foibles. Ah, the world is illusory. If one doesn't use discrimination and does not cultivate vairagya, he would sink into the mire of samsara and will let go the precious life to waste. I think I have said this over and over and over and over again. Same thing. There is nothing different. Every scripture is talking the same truth, let me tell you. But it is your the choice of what you want is in your own hands. Your wheel is what you need to care about. So, what is the choice that you take rests with you. Nobody else can make this decision for you. So, take the choice and do the needful. One should set his mind on the goal of life and strive to achieve it from the early stages of life because who knows when he will be snatched away by death. Losing this life without realization of God will be the greatest tragedy of man. Oh my God, what is he saying? Same thing. Can you believe Narahari is also trying to explain to his mother the same lesson. Do you think she will understand? I don't know. Let us see what happens. But he's, this is not just for Narahari's mother. It is just a Leela. It is a story which is giving you the spiritual truth, the Adhyatmic truth. The spiritual truth is what is explained here in the form of this Leela. When they manifest, that is what they come here to do. They impart this profound knowledge, the secret beyond, the secret, the codices. Every scripture is codices and that is what this scripture is also talking to you about so he's saying set your mind on the goal of life which is to attain your spiritual will and don't fritter away trying to enjoy the material worldly pleasures lust and greed stay away the moment you get into lust and greed let me tell you you will be snatched by maya you, you will get entangled into that. Getting out of that is going to be extremely difficult. That is what here Nandar Hari is saying to his mother as well. And most important, when you have the opportunity at a very early stage of life to do this, why are you getting into the material worldly bondage? You know, it's very, with only great merit, can you, the Guru will find you. And you will have the company of this holy master, that real master. Why are you wasting that opportunity? Why can't you walk on the path of spiritual being? And why are you getting lost in the material worldly bondage? Knowing fully you are walking into the fire with full knowledge. Why are you doing this to yourself? That is exactly what Narahari is saying here. Don't waste this human birth. Don't waste that opportunity. Because who knows when when he will be snatched away by death. Losing his life without realization of God will be greater tragedy for a man. Then what happens? If you have not attained your God-realization, then your, your life is waste. It's a tragedy. He's not saying it's some, uh, you know, blissfulness. He's saying it's a tragedy of your life. The mother realized that the spiritual fire raging in her son cannot be smothered and that her motherly love and attachment should not be led to hold him back from his quest for the infinite. Yes. Yeah, the mother will at that moment think, but later she'll always do oh, my son is gone, my daughter is gone. That's how they think. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Again, I'll tell you, every single day I quote this. Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji in his Gospel of Truth has said, if those who have their parents, wives, children, whosoever, you know, any of their relatives come on their path of spirituality, if they ever try to cause any, you know, obstructions, obst- if they become the bottleneck or an obstacle, you have you have all the right to just leave them, abandon them. And it is not a sin at all. This is the truth which Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji has explained. So here we are not being that heartless, but here what are the divine saying? Seek? Is seeking that permission with with absolute goodness because we need to please. Why? Because there is a due. We have taken the birth from that womb. So we say there is a rin. Rin means we owe that. This body has that little bit of rin. Actually, in, in, if you take it the other way, when these great beings are manifested from that body, they don't own anything. They don't. You, you are not. You are not responsible for anything, which is what he's explaining. But still, it is. It is a rin means you have to repay some aspect. So that is why you will see here Narahari blessing his mother with uh, with the four more children and everything which they require, and then he will walk out. That is all that he will do. They will bless what is required to be done. Because they say they owe that much. Why? Because the body has come from that being. So that rin is there. However, she pleaded with him. See, again, I told you, no, she's still going to plead. That is the, what the, ma, the material worldly people will do. However, she pleaded with him to stay at home for at least a few years more. Till still she had another sorry. Until she had another child. Narahari agreed to it and said that she would have four more children, three sons and one daughter. A year later, Amba Bhavani had twins. Two sons were born to her and then she yielded to let Narahari leave the home. While bidding farewell, touched by the tears of the parents, Narahari said, Whenever you think of me and want me to be with you, wherever I may be, you will have my darshan. He told them against that they would have one more son and also a daughter again. With these consoling words to his parents, young Narahari, who was hardly in his ninth year at that time, left his home and set out on his spiritual quest. Wow, can you believe this? See, the most important, he blessed everything that is required for his parents. And you know what? He gave them a blessing. Whenever you think of me, you will have my darshan. Darshan doesn't mean he's going to physically appear there. Yeah, they will get that grace is always there with them. That is the most important thing to own. The Lord is very, very compassionate. His beneficence is on everybody. He is very, very benevolent. And His grace is on everybody. But don't try to own and possess Him. You have to let go, but be lost in Him. That is the only way you can attain Him. You know how beautiful it is? See, if you look at the bhakti aspect of it in this, imagine now your son, okay, you might not understand the spiritual, the great being he is. But as a mother, you are very selfish. Your son is leaving. You are so attached. You are crying. Even after you might have all other kids, but he is your first child. There is so much more attachment. But can you believe how beautiful it is? Because he has actually made you be attached to the divine being. Because you will attain the divine master alone. You are attending the divinity. How sweet is that? Can you see the beneficence of this? Can you see how benevolent the divine beings are? He is conferring that, he is bestowing upon you that grace where you are constantly only going to be thinking about this, the son who has left you and gone. That itself is a bhakti where you are lost in devotion to this divine being. So can you see the upside of this? But we can't see the truth, you know, what these great beings do. And that is why Lord Sri Krishna has said, whether you, you know, if you even think of me in anger or whatever manner, you will still attain me alone. Because in anger also you are thinking about me. That I hate you, I hate you. So why, why do you want to think in that form of hate? Or here, the anguish is the viraha. Viraha is, oh my son has left me and gone. That's a viraha. It's a separation. The love in separation is the highest form of love and devotion that you can have for the Lord. Can you believe this now here? Can you see how beautiful the Lord is? Though he its own parents, he has given them the spiritual being. Why? Because they are going to... They, the moment they think of their son, they're going to cry. That itself is a bhakti. Whether they cry with possession or whatever way they cry and they think of their son all the time, that itself is a bhakti to the divine. Do you think they can attain anyone else except the divine? He has already granted them the spiritual being. Such are the greatness of these masters who manifest. So we should be very thankful to that. But we human beings are ungrateful creatures, unfortunately. We, have, we never understand how compassionate You know, they're all... I I have no words to describe the great being. Because what they do, you just can't see through it. The kind of grace they confer upon you. The kind of good good things they do in your life. We are... You know, our vision is very limited. We can't see beyond our nose. We cannot see the greatness of these beings. What they are doing. We think, oh, everything is happening just because of, you know, our own effort. No, sir... If, if you were to go and look what your karma is, you will be shocked. If you go, if you were to understand what kind of a life you would have had otherwise, then you are not even going to want that life. But you don't know. So you cannot understand the greatness of this Guruji. Similar is the case with my Krishna Guruji. Though he wears himself out for all, everyone, he does this to so many of his devotees and disciples, yet people don't understand. People don't value that because they don't know what they have. They disregard what they have and it's a very unfortunate thing. So never do this because that that moment or those years of your existence with your Guruji is the priceless one in your life. Nothing is equivalent to that, let me tell you. But they are only going to be for that period of time. So make the best of what you have. Don't waste the time with them. It is extremely important for you to progress so that when your Guruji exists, they can, he can leave happily when he understands, yes, my devotees and disciples are on that path. I can see them progress. That is the ultimate thing that he wants to see in each of his disciples and devotees. That is what the Guruji craves for. He is not interested in what you bring, what you give, what happens to you in the material world. Because please understand, everything in the material world is unreal. You can achieve, you can get a noble prize. It's equivalent to a, I am sorry to say this, it's equivalent to a trash, a paper in a trash. It has no value. But when you attain that God realization, that is priceless. That is precious. That is valuable. That is to eternity. You will be known to eternity. Your noble prize, whatever you reach, only till that moment, that's given a label to this body. Oh, this body got some, you know, this body's name, Rajashri got a noble prize. That is it. What use is it? The world will know only for you for some time but when you become this divine being you are known to eternity. So which is priceless, which is precious that is what you need to understand. So your Guruji craves this Sith in you to see that perfection of you becoming a godly being, a divine being, becoming who totally you are, becoming the best version of yourself not some normal ordinary human being who is lost in this material worldly desires trying to run behind lust and greed. Which is absolutely is of no use to anybody, especially to you. So however she pleaded with him, okay. However, she pleaded with him to stay at home for at least a few years more, still she had another child. Narahari agreed to it and said that she would have four more children, three sons and one daughter. A year later, Ambabawani had twins, two sons were born to her, and then she yielded to let Narahari leave the home. While bidding farewell, touched by the tears of the parents, Narahari said, Whenever you think of me and want me to be with you, whenever I may, wherever I may be, you will have my darshan. He told them again that they would have one more son and also a daughter. With these consoling words to his parents, young Narahari, who was hardly in his ninth year at that time, left his home and set out on his spiritual quest. The entire village bade a tearful farewell just as it happened to Krishna and Balram when they left Vindavan for Mathura. Yes, it was the same scene. You know, I'm sure you all have read about it. When Lord Shri Krishna and Balram were leaving to Mathura. the entire and the entire village was in tears the the people of rajabhumi were in tears completely they were all shattered the gopis were lost they didn't know what to do it's like a big calamity befall them you know they're stopping you know there's a very beautiful description when uddava and sorry akrura had come to take them uh, you know to you know uh, take them to uh, meet kamsa if they were leaving Vrindavan. take them to mathura Everybody, literally Maya to the gopis, to everyone, we're just torn apart. They're all crying. You know, but that bhakti is so beautiful. Can you imagine? And that intensity. Just don't leave. But Krishna never left Vrindavan. This is the truth. Nobody understands. He's always there. He's there even today. But you need to have the devotion to see him, to experience him, that Krishna, the form who was there in Vrindavan has never left Vrindavan, and the one, the only being who could understand that is Radha Rani because she is the only one who could see Krishna and everything. That is why they say Rade Krishna. They don't say Krishna right first. Her name is being chanted. She is the higher. She is the one who attained the prema unto the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna. Her bhakti was the highest. What is that? the bhakti is within that viraha which you feel you pine for your divine being that is what it is it is not about possession it is not about owning anybody it is not telling you get married get settled family children no the devotion to the divine is far greater such is the truth here which is explained that devotion when when they when they separate out from you when they go away from you that viraha that comes is the ultimate thing that you can ask for it's the most beautiful thing you're ever lost in that blissful state. Everything else looks, you know, futile. The world, the, this material worldly existence. You, you know, you you tend to see. I don't know why am I living in this world. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. That is the state you come into. What uses this life to me? I don't want. Why am I? Why am I having so many sarees? Why am I having this clothes? Why am I having this house? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, nothing pleases you. But just that name of the Lord, the the joy, the tears of love flows from your eyes. That is what is bhakti. Just chanting his name, you know, reminiscing in those moments you've spent with him. It's like you're, you're going back and constantly remembering the sweet moments. That is being in oneness with the divine. That is yoga, union with the divine. It's not about trying to have him with you and looking at him as an ordinary being. You know, seek this devotion in him. You will unravel some of the most beautiful spiritual truth about what it is to have mm-hmm. bhakti to the Lord Shri Krishna. The bhakti, the devotional aspect is the most beautiful thing. How, you know, when you sing a song, anything, it could be just your favorite, a normal movie song. But when you attribute it to the Lord Shri Krishna, that becomes a devotional song. You know, you're expressing your love. That's what it is. So everything you have to associate only to the Lord. When you're dressing, you want to look nice for your God. You know, when you go in front of Him, you want to you, you want to you know be your best self. So how do you dress? So you do everything in your life for the Divine. You're no more doing because I want to look good. Egoistic. That is not going to come. When I, mean, I when you go and present yourself to the Divine, you're going to be in your best elements. So you want your Lord to admire you. So whenever you dress. You are seeing, oh, my Lord Shri Krishna is going to feel nice. I look nice, right? Yeah. That is what is going to be the intention. It is not going to be, oh, I have to look good. I'm looking, you know, when somebody looks at me, they have to say, oh, where did you buy this sari? Where did you buy this jewelry? No, not for that. You're not here because somebody has to compliment you. You're doing it because your Lord, you know, He's admiring your beauty and you're presenting yourself to Him. So, how would you present to Him very beautifully dressed? That is what it is. So everything that you do will become for the Lord. So it's no more for your egoistic pleasures. It's not going to be this for the bodily pleasures or for your sensual gratification. It's not going to be for that. But it is going to be everything associated to the divine. Whether you make a food, you'll say, my Lord Krishna will like this. I have to make it. He loves sweets. Oh, can I prepare this? So in that, you're, you're mixing your love. Everything that you're doing, is you're doing with love. And so where is the question of, you know, sense gratification coming into play? No, everything you first serving Him, He comes first, thou, then only me. What is my Lord like? So it has to be thou first. That is what it is. And what does our Guruji teach? Krishna Guruji teaches this, how He is devoted to His devotees. So He puts His devotees first. Why? Because they are devoted to him and he is devoted to his devotees. That is what he teaches. Similarly, we have to show our Guru Bhakti. Bhakti to the divine. How do you express? Everything has to be thou. Whatever you do, it has to be in service. Devotional service to the divine. To your Guru. Why? Because Guru is the doorway to God. And that is the next thing which you will learn in this chapter. Narahari came to Varanasi, the spiritual centre of Bharat. Every day, after taking his bath in the sacred waters of the Ganges, he used to worship Kashi, Vishveshvara, three times a day. At Kashi, he came in contact with Sri Krishna Saraswati, a highly advanced yogi and a fully realized soul. Narahari requested Sri Krishna Saraswati to initiate him into the Sanyasa Shrama, Shri Krishna Saraswati was pleased at the devotion, the austere discipline and earnestness of Narahari, and much more to so with his intellectual brilliance and scriptural knowledge. Oh my God, can anybody be all of this? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Only the great, great, great Lord Almighty can be all of this. He is Lord Dattatre himself. None other than Lord Shri Krishna himself. So what does it say? Can you believe? The Lord himself is all-knowing. He is a knowledge incarnate. Yet, he needs a Guru to initiate him in Sannyas Ashrama. The boy is asking the Guru, please initiate me in Sannyas Ashrama. And the Guru has to be satisfied. Though he is an incarnation of the Lord Almighty, Lord Dathakre himself, who is a supreme master, yet he has to go through the spiritual process. That is a very important lesson. We think that, Oh, Guruji is some aira gera, nattu kera. Like, you know, oh, he's just there. He's always there to take our garbage. You know, like a dustbin. I'm sorry. The great master is only, you know, he, without him, you can't realize God. God's realization is only through the Guru. Guru is the doorway to God. Guru Sakshat Parabrahma. Parabrahma is the Guru himself. So who do you think you are? Even when the great beings like Lord Dattatreya also manifest, has to go through the process of meeting his guru, getting formally initiated on the path of spirituality, not otherwise. And you know what? People make it, uh, you know, they just disrespect and disregard the aspect of having been initiated. They don't know or value what it means to get initiated on the path of spirituality. Please remember, you need to have the utmost Guru Bhakti. You cannot go and do what you feel like in this world. You have to listen to what your Guruji is instructing to the T. And this is completely not understood by people, especially in this Kali Yuga. People take it for granted. They think it is their birthright to get spiritual knowledge on a platter. They think, oh, they compare. You know, one disciple will compare to another. Guruji, you are giving him the experiences. Why is that I am not getting? I am not being initiated. Who the hell you think you are to ask all of this? Please remember, the Guru understands. What does it mean? Even with Lord Dattakre, what is Krishna Saraswati saying? He first evaluates whether you are spiritually deserving or not, whether you are ready for that initiation or not. Only at the God's appointed timing can the initiation happen, not otherwise. Let me read this sentence which I just read. Shri Krishna Saraswati, a highly advanced yogi and fully realized soul, Narahari requested Sri Krishna Saraswati to initiate him into the sanyasa ashrama. Shri Krishna Saraswati was pleased, what is it? at the devotion, the austere discipline and the earnestness of Narahari, and much more so with his intellectual brilliance and scriptural knowledge. Oh, intellectual brilliance, zero in today's daily. Scriptural knowledge, zero. Minus. I Actually, everybody is in minus. And they think they will come and quote scriptures to my Guruji. People will come and say, oh, you know, I've read this. I have this... Uh, Oh, really? Bhagavad Gita? I am am by heart and Bhagavad Gita. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. It is the fun to watch about what kind of different people exist on this planet Earth who will come and talk to the great master themselves, thinking that they know something really fantastic in this world. And then they will bring their ego and arrogance when you know what, when you get the grace to meet the real master, shut your mouth, shut your mind, and that's the most important thing. Is part of Krishna Ashram. You know what my Guruji will say? I have not invited anybody. You know this door is always open. Those who wish to come can come, and those who wish to get out, please get out. And most important, before entering Krishna Ashram, when you meet any any real master, please leave your ego, arrogance, and chappal outside this door. All that you know, I know you. Know, please leave it outside the door, and then only walk in because today people don't understand what it means to respect a great master how to be submissive and humble and learn under him they don't understand you know the master is going to beat you to the pulp means not physical beating he is going to crush your ego your arrogance because with that you cannot evolve on the path of spirituality so please understand spiritual is not spirituality is not for weak hearted people it is for somebody who's really very much interested in in having a spiritual you know uh, uh, they care about their spiritual being, Who really, really are focused on, on going on that path. And this path is not easy. I am telling you again. It is not for those who think that they just want to escape. To, you know, they want to escape from the material world. So they want to come into the spiritual world. It doesn't work like that. And what is your Krishna Saraswati saying? Krishna Saraswati was pleased at the devotion, the austere discipline and earnestness, that he's so eager to wanting to learn. That is what you have to demonstrate, not bring your ego. There are people, many people who have come with ego. You know, there's a very funny incident in my Guruji's life. My Guruji gives everybody many chances, you know, because he understands we are all ignorant beings. So you need to understand a great guru, a real master is a very compassionate being. He, he knows we are all bound by our ignorance. We are covered with our ignorance, the veils of ignorance from many years of our previous birth, many uh, lifetimes of ignorance we carry within us. So, he is ever compassionate. You know, what he does is he's, he says, uh, Guru does dhulai. Dhulai means oh, he is washing us like an acid wash. Because we have to uncover that ignorance. But that, that wash is very powerful. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt. It's like chipping, you know. The, the diamond is just an ordinary stone until the guru chips you and brings out the luster. The diamond doesn't understand that it's it's the beautiful. It's a precious stone. It doesn't recognize till the time that luster is not coming out. And who brings the luster out is the guru. He's the one who's a lapidary. He's chipping. And the chip is going to be painful. So what happens? We... At that moment in time, either you can stand that or you can break out of it. The choice lies with you. If you are going to use your ego and arrogance, you will walk out. And this has happened to many students, many disciples of my Krishna Guruji. And I will give you a very interesting example. When you are part in an ashram, there was one of his disciples who had walked out and she wanted to come back again. And Guruji is so compassionate. And in this time, she gave up everything. She literally gave up her whole life. And she, she said, now I want to come and live with you. But the problem that happened is they think when you come and live with a master he's going to give you a position which is like you are going to be the queen of that place. It doesn't work like that. You have to first become a servant. What does it mean? You need to become humble. Servant doesn't mean he's you're a servant servant it first he teaches you how to become humble are you capable of doing even a menial task first so guru seva is the most important aspect service in an ashram we have to be able to do every job no job is menial no job is big no job is small everything is a service to the master you need to even clean your own toilets you have to do things but people don't want they think they are some great people and when every other student is doing some people will want to just sit there and watch They'll cross their legs and sit and watch. This is not. then. It is not an asana. You can go be wherever you want. So you can't become a disruptor in that place. So my Guruji doesn't even have to lift his finger. The universe will work magic that you're going to be walking out on your own. This is how it works. But first you have to leave your ego. You have to become a sponge in his hand. You have to become the clay in his hands where he can mold you very beautifully. Please remember the chip is Painful, but give up that ego. Learn under him because this opportunity will never ever come back again. So, this is the truth. We will have to continue from where I stop today because this is a very, very important lesson. If you have to evolve on the path of spirituality, without a guru, God realization is next to impossible. The only way to attain spiritual being is through the Guru. Guru is the doorway to God. And this is the most profound truth which here Narsimha Saraswati is explaining in his own way. Why? Because we need to understand and value and respect our Guru in our life. I am sorry I am already one minute over but I will stop here and continue tomorrow morning from 8.30 to 9.30. So glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. We have not ended the chapter but we are stopping at chapter 12 which is the Narahari taking to Sanyasa. Thank you for joining Shri Guru Charit Parayan once again to Happy Republic Day to all the Indian friends and you know all, all the Indian friends here and the rest of you have a wonderful day ahead and have a very good week. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namah Om Shri Gurudev Data Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru Sainat Maharaj Ki Jai Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shri Padvallab Digambara Om Shri Krishna Guru Natha Nathaya Shri Gurave Namah Om Devi Durgaaye Namah Om Shri Krishnarpanam Namastu